Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for April 28th, 2022. The first quarter GDP report provided a disappointing reflection of the economy, but the slowdown should prove to be temporary. Nationwide's Deputy Chief Economist, Brian Jordan, and Senior Economist Ben Ayers provide their perspectives on the GDP report. How does it change our outlook of the overall economy? Is a recession on the horizon? Or could we see a bounce back later this year? And now, here's Brian Jordan. Real GDP fell by a weaker than expected 1.4% in the first quarter, the first decline in real GDP since the second quarter of 2020. So Ben, what does this report say about the state of the economy at the outset of 2022? Well, obviously the the headline number wasn't pretty and was short of expectations. You know, I think many people were expecting a weaker number for Q1, and uh, but expecting still a positive number. So certainly slipping into a modest contractionary standpoint does kind of jump out to you. But you know, most of that was driven by what we would say non-core parts of the economy. So we, we lost about four percentage points off of GDP just from a drop in inventories, but particularly a significant drop in the trade balance. U.S. consumers continue to demand goods at a very rapid pace that pushed up our imports a lot. Exports fell off a little bit, particularly with Omicron impacting some trade flows in the first quarter. So not surprising to see a weaker number there, but certainly the size of that really jumps out. And you know, beyond those I would say non-core parts, the core part of the economy did quite well. You, you look at consumer spending was up solidly, particularly on the services side, you know, later in the first quarter as we came out of Omicron and people went back to more normal service sector spending. Um, business investment jumped, so big jump in costs and, and expenditures on equipment and software, so business continued to spend. And because of that, what we call the final sales for private domestic purchasers, which kind of was a core GDP number grew at 3.7%. It was actually faster than the growth rate that we saw in the fourth quarter of 2021. So certainly the headline number is a bit jarring, but I think when you look at the details of the report, much stronger numbers there. And I think as we look ahead towards the second and third quarters, there's actually some pretty good momentum. You know, Brian, I, I know you've written a lot about what's going on on the inventory front. You know, that detracted in Q1. That's kind of the way inventories go. We saw a big jump in Q4 of 2021, a, a contraction in, in, in Q1 of 2022. What do you see looking ahead for particularly inventories, but also just for growth as we look into the second and third quarters? Yeah, it's, it's a great point. So um, inventories, as you mentioned, Ben, were a uh, detraction from the Q1 GDP number. But that's only because inventories are measured in GDP on a second derivative basis. So inventories grew very strongly in Q1, but they didn't grow quite as strongly as they did in Q2 when they boomed at a rate of almost $200 billion. The Q1 number was also one of the biggest increases in inventories on record, just not quite as big of an increase as the gain in Q4. So we're seeing a massive restocking. We have seen a massive restocking 
in the U.S. economy. It's to be expected that we're going to see some of these inventories being drawn down over the remainder of 2022, perhaps not as soon as, as Q2, but as we get into the second half of the year, it's to be expected that we'll start to see some negative numbers here on the inventory side and perhaps a bigger detraction in these GDP numbers. But what that could also mean and what that should also mean is that inventories are drawn down. We see some relief on the prices front, some relief on the inflation front. There have been several signs recently that storage capacity has become increasingly limited for storing inventories and that the price of storing inventories as a result has been rising. And so the incentive to continue to hold inventories is very much declining. This could be a, a, a big disinflation driver as the year progresses. So let's turn to inflation now. Um, we saw big prints in the GDP price indices, the, the, the overall GDP price index up by 8%, the personal consumption price index up by 7%, the core number up um, less than that, but still up strongly. Ben, what did these numbers say about where inflation was to start the year? Well, just you know, corroborating what we're already seeing from other inflation indicators, particularly the consumer price index, that you know, inflation continued to accelerate in the the first quarter of 2021 or 2022 here sorry uh you know i think that that tells us that hopefully we're near the peak you know these numbers as we look ahead to q2 and q3 kind of harking back to what you just talked about that you know as we've seen a build up in inventories as we've seen more availability of supply front that we will see these price numbers come down and that we'll see a gradual deceleration of inflation over the rest of the year, but certainly the numbers that we got for Q1 tell us that as opposed to you know, actually slowing down as we were hoping to see in the early stages of 2022, we actually saw an acceleration of, of many inflationary measures. You know, when we look over the rest of the year, still a lot of uncertainty though. When we think about the price impacts of what's happening because of the war in Eastern Europe, Certainly continue to see the very strong energy costs, but you know, metal costs are up, food costs are up because of the, the impact globally on the agricultural supply and agricultural production from what's happening in Eastern Europe as well. So unfortunately, still a lot of upward pressure there, but I think in general, I agree with you, Brian, that there are some building disinflationary trends. And as we look ahead over the second half of the year, particularly on the goods front, which is where much of the inflationary pressure has been over the past year, year and a half, we'll start to see that fade. Um, it'll take some time. It's not going to slow down to trend that we would expect overnight. But I think when you look at towards the end of the year and particularly into the first half of 2023, we will start to see these things slow and start to see those inflation measures come down. Yet again, still remaining pretty elevated. We're starting at such a high level, um, but still moving a little bit more closer towards normal and coming down off the peaks as we're probably likely at the peak about right now and likely to see those things come down from here. You know, Brian, when I look at, you know, seeing the decline in GDP, you know, it's a bit of a shock because we don't normally see that. But, you know, over the course of the last expansion, we saw three quarters where we saw negative GDP prints and then we bounced back pretty quickly in the next quarter. You know, certainly not expecting this to be a sign of any sort of downturn, but it, it does tell us that maybe from here the growth will be a little weaker. Um, when we look out at the forecast for GDP, what are you hearing? What are you seeing as far as the potential for a downturn and you know, any bearing from the latest number that we see from the first quarter? I think the prospects for an extended downturn here are limited. 
I think we can say that this is one of the strongest, if not the strongest, minus 1.4% in real GDP we've ever seen. As you mentioned, the details were actually pretty healthy. Core components were quite strong, uh, especially CapEx up by 9.2%. Consumer spending also very healthy. Imports also up 17.7%. That reflects the strength in the domestic economy. So the headline was really deceiving here. We had a decline in overall real GDP, but the core components, as you mentioned, actually quite strong. In fact, I think we can make the argument um, that these numbers, uh, when taken in total, would suggest that the risk of a near-term downturn is actually declining. They reflect strength in the consumer. Um, they also reflect a rebalancing in consumer spending. Um, good spending was actually down a little bit. Services spending was up. And so that imbalance between goods and services, which did so much to drive the inflation rate higher, is now being rebalanced. This should help inflation to move lower as the year proceeds. CapEx, very, very healthy. Again, up by almost 10% on an annualized basis and imports, again, reflecting the strength in, in domestic demand. I would suggest that these numbers uh, point us towards a diminished risk of near-term recession. Now, as the Fed continues to tighten policy, as long-term interest rates continue to rise, um, the risk going forward will move higher. But for now, the risks are still quite low. So, Ben, if we agree that this is not the start of a downturn, this decline in the first quarter is not the beginning of a longer contraction, where do we see the biggest opportunity for turnaround as we look ahead to Q2 and Q3? Great question. I, you know, I agree with all that. I think that, you know, I'll answer back to what you just talked about, which was the rebalancing of spending. And I think that, you know, when we look forward, I, I expect pretty good numbers on the services expenditures. You know, we're we're already seeing increases in travel. You know, if you're trying to buy a flight right now, very expensive because there's so much demand for for travel, you know, even despite what we're seeing with the the cost on the energy front. And I think more and more, as you said, the rebalancing of consumer spending will shift back towards the services side. And when you combine that with the fact that there's going to be more availability on the good side of thing. I'm pretty optimistic, particularly for the state of the consumer as we look ahead. And with you know consumer spending making up the lion's share of GDP, I think that's really going to be our growth driver over the rest of the year. You know, projecting out is always difficult, but you know, I think we're turning to an above trend pace of growth in the second and third quarters. You know, we're probably not going to see the numbers that we saw last year or in the second half of 2021, but I think somewhere in the order of, you know, three to 5% annualized pace in the middle of this year, I think could certainly occur depending on, as you mentioned earlier, Brian, what happens on the inventory front and some of those non-core factors for GDP growth. But I think a pretty good pace of growth in the middle of this year, and that should still drive a, a above trend growth for the overall economic growth this year, um, about 3%, you know, a little bit lower than where we were before, certainly, the slower start to the year has an impact on that added risk from what we see from the, the, the Russia-Ukraine conflict and certainly just the added risk of potential cutbacks in overall spending just in responding to the, uh, the rapid inflationary environment. But I think overall still about a 3% pace this year, you know, not 
quite the pace that we had last year, um, but certainly much faster than we've grown accustomed to about that two to maybe two and a half on the high end for real GDP growth that we've seen in recent decades. So a pretty good year shaping up for this year. As we look ahead to 23, you know, I think there's a little bit more clouds on the horizon, particularly depending on what happens from a Fed policy standpoint. Do they stick to their guns? Do they at least raise rates about what they're saying right now? Um, that could start to eat into growth as we look into next year and potentially set us up for slower growth even beyond that. But certainly in the meantime, I agree with you, Brian. I think the all the indicators that we would look at from an economic perspective point to continued growth probably continued above trend growth, at least for the near term, at least for the end of this year and likely into 2023 as well. So I think that's all the time we have for today. I appreciate you joining us uh, and make sure you check us out next time. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax or financial condition or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide N and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2022 nationwide.